0: started Make Life Fun podcast because I needed more fun in my life. When I became a mother, I, for some reason, just put on this like high ponytail, mom jeans, and nose to the ground. I wasn't having fun. It wasn't until I started having fun that it started becoming easy. Fun and mental health go hand in hand for me. I've been in this mental health game my whole life. <laughs> and I am so lit up to like help other people. I'm so lit up for other people to experience this because it's what my wish and my mission is for every woman is to find safety within themselves because it took me a long time to get here. Hello friends, welcome back to the Make Life Fun Podcast. I am so excited you're back today. I have with us Angelica Prather. She is gonna be speaking life to us today and I am so excited to introduce you. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me, Josie and the family who's listening. Thank you, listeners.
0: (laughs) Yes, so please tell us a little bit about your journey and about yourself and your story.
1: Awesome. I am Angelica Prather. I am an income strategist for hairstylists and a business coach. And I help people that are hairstylists through my signature program, Charger Worth Academy. And what we do in Charger Worth Academy is we get you to grow your income without working more, right? So I have this less is more model that I created for myself that became the blueprint to help other beauty professionals kind of create that same lifestyle, right? I am also a mother of two beautiful children, five and four. They are 14 months apart. So your mama was busy, okay? <laughs> but um, before I was any of those things I was behind a chair for 20 years I was a salon owner for 10 years and an educator for 10 years as well and so I have a well diverse in the beauty industry I love it it's one of my favorite industries and I also have a hair care product line Robin Laurel and company that's named after my mom who is deceased and actually started her journey in the hair care industry but didn't get a chance to fulfill it at the age of 31 she passed away so I'm just picking up the torch and i'm all about legacy and that's why i am now helping other hairstylists live out their legacy like actually live it now and create that future for themselves so that's just a little bit about me
0: (laughs) oh my gosh you are doing all the things busy mama yes (laughs) and helping and inspiring so many in the process so i'm gonna just get into it as hairstylist being behind the chair i love that the first thing you said is Less is more. My motto was always work smarter, not harder. I am no longer behind the chair myself, but I was in a cosmetologist for 10 years, 11 years, 11 years actually, <laughs> and behind the chair for eight of those and teaching for two. So I can totally relate with all that you were saying and what goes with all that. And before we start recording, you were speaking of being the CEO. When you go into the model of coming from being at a salon to be in a booth renter. Mm-hmm. And I would love to speak on that because I know that that's a big transition.
1: Yeah, there is like a roadmap that a lot of people follow in our industry and that becomes this busy, right? This busy, and I have something that I teach all the time about the busy framework. When you're transitioning, maybe you came from school, Right. And then your goal was to either work in a salon, get your training up, and then move into booth renting. A lot of times when I see people go into booth renting, they don't see themselves as a CEO. Mm -hmm. Right. They still just put the cap on as I'm a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. And their focus is building a clientele, but it's not focused on building a business. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that ends up happening is I always see people, you know, go to all the technical skill classes. I am not knocking technical skill classes. that is how we keep up with our trade and our profession but there is another part of it that you have to step into the ceo mm-hmm. number one you're the ceo of your life so what do you want your life to to look like Mm. while you're behind the chair, right? So that's the first part. Your second part is the CEO of the business, right? This is a business, right? I don't care, you love connecting with people, but you still have to make a profit. Mm -hmm. And so I'm big on teaching stylists how to make a profit, how to pay yourself first, but also how to have reserve income. And so some of the busy framework that I see a lot, a lot of people who are going behind the chair, even though you said work smarter, right? That's your Mm -hmm. philosophy. People just don't know what that looks like in our industry because we're watching other people, right? So the busy ends up being broke, underpaid service yearly because they're so focused on, let me build the clientele. That becomes a rat race. So that means you're chasing clients rather than saying, what's the foundation of my business and what is it going to stand on? if I'm a hairstylist today, what does it look like five years from now? Right. What does it look like 10 years from now? And what does it look like 20 years from now? And so that transition of being a booth renter, is all exciting, right? Cause you're like, oh, I own my own seat. Yes. But here's a different thing. When you're a booth renter, you're actually in an establishment, right? So you're in an establishment with a name that is in someone else's business. Mm-hmm. You have to marry the vision right Mm -hmm. you can't just rent a booth because you can afford it you have to make sure that it aligns with the clientele that you want to attract aligns with the lifestyle that you as a ceo and do i marry the vision of the actual owner of the salon right Right. you can't rent something if you don't really understand the value of what you're coming into and Mm -hmm. i feel like people that are just renting don't see that correlation and just like i can afford it Mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna rent and then they find themselves a little overwhelmed and burnt out. And so that's what I love to do to help people to avoid the burnout.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so. And that's a big one. And I love how you were speaking to that vision because that vision, whether you're whatever business model that you're going on to, or even as a mother, like having that vision and casting that vision five years, 10 years, 20 years is so important because then it gives you little, you can take little steps to get you to where you want to go versus like getting in that rat race of what you were saying of just like getting clients getting clients getting clients and just putting on the hat that i'm now owning my business but i'm not that ceo so i love that you spoke to that because that is so important to have a vision for the future and whatever business that you're on that if you're listening to this and you're not a hairstylist having that vision is just so big and so important I love also how you were speaking to about having that legacy, having, yeah, it's just that vision for the future. That's the biggest thing. And so how can somebody step into that vision for the future? And
1: I can only talk from experience and in what I teach a lot of times when we're tapping into the vision, it stays in our mind. We never write it down, right? Mm-hmm. And so people will do vision boarding and different things like that. And then it just kind of goes into the mm-hmm. to the wayside. But I do something called live vision boarding and it's not my idea, it's my husband's idea. I actually would go to the places of where I can see myself at, mm-hmm. right? And then I would actually say, okay, this is where I wanna be. Now let me take the actionable steps, right? Mm-hmm. What is it going to take me to get there? And so there's a little bit of laser focus, right? There's that auditing with relationships, with who I'm gonna be around. I'm gonna put myself in that place, right? The legacy of where I'm desiring to go has small bite sizes, right? I'm never gonna reach where I desire to go right away. There's like small steps. And so I'm a firm believer in writing down the vision and making it plain. See what we do is we jump we're like oh in 10 years i want to be making this and there's nothing wrong with that you can say it but do you have the actionable steps Mm -hmm. so i would say take the bite sizes and i actually like to go if i seen a storefront let's say and i'm like one day i would love to own a storefront right a storefront salon now what i'm gonna do is ask myself how Mm -hmm. how and when when do I want to do that, right? And so the how is I'm going to start positioning myself to find out everything it takes financially and from either getting a mentor or actually paying someone to help me get those results because that's the goal and desire of how to get there. Same way we take technical skills, you should be taking business skill classes to get to own those things. You can't just say I want to own this salon, you know, the storefront or salon front, but I don't have the, the resources, right? So What are the resources it's gonna take? How much is it gonna cost me? How much of my life am I gonna be in Mm -hmm. this storefront? Those are the questions that you have to actually put in paper. So I usually go to the destination, I speak it out loud, and Mm -hmm. then I do the backward steps. Mm -hmm. I write the vision out step-by-step and it ends up becoming like living your legacy. Oh,
0: I love that. That just gave me chills (laughs) because it's so true that you have to put yourself completely in that vision, in that imagination, You have to be all in it and then once you start working backwards it starts to fall into place so much easier then if you're coming from the place of like i am here now and i want to go there it feels impossible That there doesn't seem like it's even doable, but I love the idea, and that's how I vision too: is looking to the future and then coming back. Yeah, then it's like you could see the steps a little bit more clear. Yeah,
1: and actually go stand in it, right? Go stand somewhere. My husband and I at one point wanted to work on the beach, right? And Mm -hmm. we lived in California, and so what we would do, we say one day we want to live, have a house on the beach, Mm -hmm. and so what we would do is take our laptops and go sit. On the like local beaches where other people's houses were, right. And so when they would have open house tours back when before COVID, we would actually go into those beach homes, which it wasn't a lot of them, but we would actually just go and walk through and say, okay, this is what it would look like, and Mm -hmm. then take a picture, right? That is real life vision boarding, Mm -hmm. not just cutting out someone else's fantasy, picturing yourself there. So we would go and take a picture and be like, this is gonna be us one day, right? Because that's (laughs) live vision boarding, and I feel like if you can feel it. Then it feels like, okay, I know what that feeling, like I don't live here now, but one day I'm gonna be, right? You hear people say manifest. I'm a firm believer in, you can call it manifestation or you can call it God right mm-hmm. but I feel like what God has for you is for you and he doesn't give you these dreams or these goals so that they can't be realistic right mm-hmm. they're innate in you they're like birth in you it just takes work to get there and you got to be realistic with yourself so I like the version of, of live vision board, but mm-hmm. we would go sit on the beach take our laptop and then just be having the conversation about what it looks like and what yeah. our lives would look like and so I just challenge everybody who might be listening if there's something that you want go try it out right you can try it and then you realize, I don't really, this ain't the life for me. Like, I'm not good. Like at one point we thought we went on Tesla, we sat and I was like, "Mm, no, my coins can go somewhere else. Like it just didn't, it's a car, right? It just didn't feel that great. Go and do live vision boarding. You'll be surprised of what what makes that feel
0: feel so real. Just even now, like putting yourself into it, like physically putting your body there, because then you're not manufacturing that emotion. You're not manufacturing it, and like you said, it's not somebody else's picture in your dream. It's like you there, right there. And so I love that. I encourage. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna try it, and I encourage all you guys to try it as well. So I'm gonna go back to speaking a little bit to our entrepreneur that is feeling super overwhelmed they're feeling that i can't do this they're feeling for me i call it being planted like you are at the the planted state where you have to get over that dip, over the initial hard part, but it feels like you're never gonna get over that, right? It feels like you're never gonna see that end of that tunnel. What would you say to that entrepreneur that is right there today, that is at that moment where they are planted, they're under the ground and they just can't see the light?
1: Uh, you know, that's actually a really good question. And it's something that I actually lived out and something that even to this day, I am at a season where I'm planted. Right, Mm -hmm. I'm planted and I'm walking and I'm watering the seed, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because I have this long list of things that I would like to accomplish myself personally personally, professionally. And so when you are underground, what I can say, when you're underground, there's something that's special that's happening. You're being Mm -hmm. molded, right? There's a molding, there is literally grace that's happening. When nobody knows what you're doing, that's when the magic is actually happening. It doesn't feel great, Mm -hmm. but greatness always feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm, I'm speaking for myself as well. So I'm being totally transparent with you guys, okay? But I always think about a bamboo plant. Underground, it takes, almost three years, right? For it to form something. But when it grows, right? You still have to water, you still have to do Mm -hmm. everything. When it grows, it grows at a speed of lightning. And so I always say when you're underground and you're planted and you can't see the light, right? Think about, are you prepared for how fast growth looks like. Does your life mirror what you desire? Because there's a grooming stage, right? So that feeling of like, what am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? Am I serving the right clients? Mm -hmm. Whatever it could be, you're underground for a reason. And so you are basically the farmer who's planted the seed. Mm -hmm. The seed has to be watered. And I think there's something in this waiting period that we don't like but the waiting is where the grooming is. And that's where you get stronger and stronger and stronger. And when you're strong, then the success, if you wanna, now the, the plant is growing and the success mm-hmm. is thrown on you're able to sustain it. See, yeah. we want instant gratification, but can we sustain mm-hmm. the gratification that's coming along with it? Mm-hmm. And so that's something I constantly tell myself every day. The things that I have on my list, they're bigger than even where I am today. They're mm-hmm. so big that I'm like, okay, Can you sustain that version? Can your kids sustain that Mm -hmm. version of you, right? Because you're walking to a new season of life, right? And that entrepreneur that is like, man, I'm doing all of this and nothing is coming out of it. Look around you and say, could my lifestyle handle it? Could the person I am today handle that? Mm -hmm. If you just have a real candid conversation with yourself, you'd be like, oh heck no, I can't do that. Not today, (laughs) my mind ain't strong enough for that, you know? because a lot of times we want the reward but we don't know we don't want the process to get the reward so i would just say be encouraged literally keep surrounding yourself you're like feeding your mind with the positivity because mm-hmm. the goal that's birth inside of your bosom is going to come to fruition it's just it's just there, right? It's going to happen. Like I will speak to hairstylists, the clientele that you desire, you just have to keep showing up as a CEO, molding yourself, surrounding yourself with greatness, right? Mm-hmm. Even if they're not reachable, but they might be online. Keep mm-hmm. studying what they're doing, find out the process right because a lot of times we're just looking from an external lens but there's internal work that had to happen Mm -hmm. for that person to reach that success so that you could actually even know what their name is so i would just say stay true to what you're doing the path is set for you and Mm -hmm. you will reach it but enjoy the process it doesn't feel nice but enjoy it
0: (laughs) oh yes so there's a few things that you said that i'm gonna have to highlight because it is so true it doesn't feel comfortable it feels it's that discomfort that we want to get through it as quickly as we can. And you're saying like, that is when something is being birthed. That is when the magic is happening. That is when when you're planted and you're the planter you put your you planted the seed and you are in charge of watering that seed and i love that because it's so true and also sustaining it if we were to shoot up as fast as we are envisioning our future you're right how we're not that person who is doing that thing right Mm -mm, not at all and so (laughs) it's gonna come crashing down because it's gonna be too it's gonna be scary now the overwhelm is gonna be even bigger so i think if we can start to remember that that changes and that shifts and that changes the game for us yeah
1: and i like to add something too i'll just tell this quick story yes when i first started in the career of being a hairstylist i my goal with the a salon mm. i tried three times money invested like Three times and the door, I mean, every single time that I like put money down for the storefront, literally something would happen and I would get every dollar back. I was disappointed the first, I was really disappointed the first time. The second time I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. Third time I'm like, okay, maybe I should just give up on this dream, right? And But then fast forward, I wasn't ready. I was so not ready because there were so many things that I did not know what it took because I wasn't looking from a different type of lenses. Mm-hmm. As I matured and evolved in my career, I started to identify what are the ideal clients that I need to serve, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I as a stylist? Like a lot of times in the first five years, you just don't know who you are, mm-hmm. right? So we want the success, we want the big clientele and all this other stuff, or you wanna be a booth renter, or you wanna be a suite owner. And a lot of times you find yourself in overwhelm or discomfort because there's a lot that you just don't know but you Mm -hmm. rush the process. And so there's something about that waiting period. Every time you rush, you'll find yourself in a season where mm -hmm. there's a, lesson to be learned and I learned a lot of lessons thank God I got my coin back <laughs> but but it was definitely a you know hard lesson to learn so I think sometimes being patient with the weight process is really crucial
0: it's like that muscle you're getting that patience muscle you're getting that discomfort muscle and you're knowing your strength in those moments you're knowing yeah. how powerful you are in those moments of waiting
1: yeah the weight is uncomfortable, but it's so worth it.
0: Yes, absolutely. I don't like it. <laughs> yes, I agree. I'm right there. I agree. And another thing you said that I want to highlight and speak on is that inner game. That inner game. I think right now, with the way the world is and what's going on in that world, in this world that we're living, there's so much. Yeah. And our inner game as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as just being in this world mm-hmm. is so huge. And I would love for you to speak on that. So you said your inner, right? Yeah, your inner I... game, your inner work. Because <sighs> okay. you were saying we're speaking yeah. earlier to that. Yes. Yeah.
1: This is a, the thing about that inner work, that inner man, that inner being, right? I didn't just wake up and was like, yo, I'm about to take over the world. I'm about to help a lot of people. I'm from New York, y'all. So if y'all hear my little like go hard. It's just my New Yorker in me. (laughs) That inner being is a developing, like you said, a muscle. Mm -hmm. And so I always like to call it a calling. We all have a calling and a a destiny, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. I think motherhood is is ministry. You're like grooming a person. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, some days I wake up, I'm like, okay, you gotta check yourself. Your kids will be a good reflection Mm -hmm. of the imperfections that you have. Just facts, right? I think when it comes to developing and like looking inside, a lot of times we're so focused on the exterior, like especially for hairdressers, how we look on the outside and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I would say one way to like see how you are is look at your circle. Look at your either your mom squad, look at your family dynamics, look at your friends, look at just take an audit. I'm a big component of auditing certain areas in my life. And if I feel a little discomfort, I usually say, okay, if I'm lacking maybe growth in an area where I can't speak up, I maybe don't have good boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? Then where did I learn that from, right? I'm always just assessing. I probably got that from being a people pleaser in doing hair right? Because we are aiming to please our clients, right? And I would say every hairdresser is a people pleaser if they don't realize that, right? But then it comes, I'm shifting, right? I have shifted for years now. I'm now helping hairstylists. And I realized I had to create new boundaries because I'm talking to a different completely audience, right? It's just different things. But that inner being is a constant work. You never get to this place of perfection, right? So if there is something that you're like looking and you're like, now I feel whole, That thing about wholeness is just the fact of accepting every part of you. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer that you don't get whole, you get well if that makes sense. You get well with knowing who you are, how you are, how you're going to develop. And I think it does take work. It's an everyday process. I mean, some days I'm just going to keep it all the way real. Some days I'd be like, listen, the way I'm set up today is I'm not feeling it. right?" And so I give myself the grace to say, I'm firing myself today. This is not my best day. That doesn't take away from the work that I'm doing, but I'm just very honest with myself first. And I think sometimes we're just not honest with ourselves to say today is a a bad day, and if there's multiple bad days, then you need to go get seek other help, right? But for me, I know that when there's a day that I'm like, I'm off my game, I give myself the grace to say, all right, Angelica on the inside is like having a, a, a mental day. Take it, fire yourself for the day. I'm big about firing yourself for the day. And my kids even know there's like, mommy needs to fire herself. Yep, mommy needs to fire herself today. And they're like, okay, mommy's gonna have a time out. Yes, mommy's gonna have a time out. Go sit down. And they're like, all right, and we're good. We just having this moment. It's a great moment. My kids are see me as the human being. They see me pushing towards purpose, but they also see me as the mom and then they see me as the person. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, even answering your question was, Your kids are a great reflection. Mm -hmm. I didn't really start having those real, real, raw conversations with myself until I started to see it in my kids, Mm -hmm. like my frustration or like, you know, me trying to push and like make things happen for them. It really slowed me down to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, are you trying to be whole? Are you trying to be perfect? Are you trying to be well? And I, I choose to seek well.
0: Oh, I love that. I love the so many things that you said. I love that you say you fire yourself for the day. You're having a mental day. You take it. Yes. And that grace yes, that is needed. The reflection of it being in your kids and you speaking to yourself, like, is this what I need? Is this how I want to be in the world? And changing it and giving yourself that permission to to transform as you're doing it, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think one thing like, you know, you hear this buzzword, coaching, right? And coaching is another way I, I like to look at it as a guide, right? And you're guiding people that you have solved a problem. But uh, one thing that has highlighted for me is as I'm supporting other beauty professionals and I'm looking at their lives, every time you say yes to a new process or a new version, there's a growth that happens within you. So mm-hmm. even though I'm supporting hairstylists, I see such a growth in myself because I'm watching, them blossom, right? Mm-hmm. I'm constantly growing on my end, mm-hmm. but and I'm being fed from my sisterhood, right? Mm-hmm. That helps me stand. But I create a space for them to be that sister and to mm-hmm. grow and develop. And I always say, when that door opens, like we're talking about your pricing and stuff like that, but when that door particularly opens, it opens other doors for you to say, I'm not whole in certain areas. So let's go get well, right? Let, let me go get my wellness check. Mm-hmm. And we do have that language in my coaching program. You got to fire yourself. Are we firing ourselves? What's the day that we're firing ourselves? <laughs> and we stick to it, right? That's called what we call scheduling. I don't want to put that on another woman's box because we all have a to-do list. Let's just say, let's do our wellness check. Mm-hmm. You're going to fire yourself for the day. <laughs>
0: What does that look like for you for a day where you are like, I am firing myself the day and your children and how do you have that conversation? Because we have a lot of moms that are listening to the show. And I love this so much. And I think if that shift can happen for somebody today, it would be a game changer.
1: Oh, big time. It was a game changer for me. Well, I would say it started with obviously the conversation with myself. I'm married. I had to have that conversation with my husband Mm and what it looks like to be fired for the day, right? Because men are not mind readers. So it had to really start with him to let him know today is just one of those days. I just, I'm going to withdraw. And then he knows to kick up in gear. It's not something that just plans. And it's not like I wake up every day like that. I usually wake up like ready to conquer the world every day, but it's, it's a few times out of the, the month that I'm like, okay, i need a wellness check and we we give each other the grace to do that both of us because i just think that makes our marriage very well mm-hmm. <laughs> So I just. but what does that look like for someone who may not do that right so mm-hmm. let's say you wake up i would just like to give real scenarios because yes. you're rushing to get your kids out to school right you find yourself rushing a lot more and then you're feeling that overwhelmed a lot of it is because we didn't plan that's usually why we're rushing, right? Because we just didn't plan. And when I noticed that I wasn't planning out, even down to the smallest details, like my me time, right? Like I literally was like, okay, this is mommy day, this is mom time, this is, you know, all of those different things. That's when I found myself not being well and so for me i would literally just say okay if i woke up and i'm feeling i just had it i'll just keep it real i don't know when the show is going to air but like three days ago it was like a sunday and usually on sundays like family day we go to church and i woke up and i said i'm really tired like my body is still feeling exhausted there is nothing for us to do so mommy's taking a wellness day i told my husband i said i'm just not i don't want to rest today he said Okay, I got the kids. And that's just that balance that we have. Mm-hmm. Now for those who are single, because I know there's a lot of moms that are single out there. I was raised by single women and I didn't get it, right? But I learned this from my aunt. She was raising five of us. So after my mom mm-hmm. died, she then took me and I, I'm a sibling of three. It's three of mm-hmm. us. And so we got not separated, but they were with my grandmother. I have two brothers and then my aunt was with me. And she would literally peek her head out the door and she said, it's my time like Mm -hmm. literally it was no conversation and she's like you guys are fed you guys are well even when we were very little she just showed us how to be independent and she would make us occupy like i just want to encourage moms that are either single or married it's okay to not overdo like your kids in one day are not gonna die because you just laid on the couch because you may have given them maybe their ipad maybe they were able to jump all over the house and do all the fun stuff while you just. Rest, it's okay. Like you don't have to be perfect patty. Be okay with saying today is not a good day and I'm gonna sleep or I'm gonna just sit on the couch while they just have fun and color and be not engaged. Because my babies are very little. We started having that conversation. Mommy wants to be fired today. And I explained to them what does mommy mommy time look like. So now it's just a part of their language. Just like when they get a timeout, I, I tell them mommy needs a timeout. So they say, Mommy, go get a timeout. Yeah, mommy's gonna get a timeout and I'm okay with that. Start the language, right? You know, you your kids can see you as human beings and Mm -hmm. not like this robot. I don't want my kids to see me as perfect, Patty. I want them to see me as real, raw, and relevant. And that's going to prepare
0: them for life. 100%. That is so true to all of that. For me growing up, I did not see my parents struggle. They did that behind closed doors. So to us, It looked like they had everything together. They were just 100% perfect. The house was always clean. Everything was always done. And as (laughs) I grew up, I'm like, how did you do this? And so that's even manifested with my siblings. Like the way I see my brothers has so many unrealistic expectations of their (laughs) wives because of what they saw my mom accomplish Mm. with five kids and being perfect. And so seeing that rawness. Sets your kids up for the future. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, and it's so funny. People come to my house. It's like, do kids live here? I'm like, you definitely do. <laughs> we treat our kids like a part of. They are part of the family. They are part of the legacy, and we all are doing their part, right? So we hold our kids just as accountable, cleaning, and and we make it fun for them so that we don't have to. First of all, I'm not gonna be a slave, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know who said motherhood had to be a slave, but I mm-hmm. thought we were raising men and women, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm a firm believer that one day they're gonna have to do it for themselves. So maybe them a part of the family and not just like let me do 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 for them Mm -hmm. i make them do a lot and be considerate of others and so that's something that we have instilled in our kids but people come over all the time it's like your house is clean i'm like well the last i checked that's their toys And if God bless them with it and they don't wanna keep it, we can go bless somebody else. So if it's on the floor, it belongs to someone else. I mean, that's just the model that we're having in our house Mm -hmm. that might not work for everybody, but I don't know about you, but these kids are gonna get old and grow up and then it's gonna be me and my husband. So I have to invest in all of the relationships. And my family made it look easy too, being single, but I'm like the way my kids are set up, I don't know who could do this. like I'm not set up for. I'm like thank God for my husband. You <laughs> know. I don't know if I could do it by myself. I mean, the pivotal shift for me was having children. I was single most of the time in my career and I cracked the code of making six figures as a stylist very young. So I did that year after year after year. So that wasn't that wasn't a pinnacle reach for me. But when I became a mother and that was the last four years of my career at like 16 years, I was single, right? I had no kids. So I was able to invest in my career very, very strategically. And then I became a mother and I was like, I'm not going to sacrifice my income because last I checked, kids costs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my responsibilities have increased, but how could I not compromise my time as a mom and not compromise my time as a Uh, you know making an income Mm -hmm. and so i was able to work eight days a month throughout the year right so eight days a month still with my kids still really present and still make six figures and so I'm passionate about showing people that particular blueprint. Mm -hmm. I don't, in my program, I don't claim that you're going to make six figures, but I just show you the less is more model and you work there, right? That's the point. And so motherhood really changed me. That's when I stepped into my purpose work and say, you know what, more moms, because most of us that are in the industry are women Mm -hmm. and we're going to become a mother at some point. And you shouldn't have to compromise between the two. You shouldn't have to choose, but there is a way that you can do it that works for your lifestyle and doesn't have to look like anyone else's. So super passionate about that as
0: well. Yes. And that is such a, I love that we're shifting to this because that is so important. We think we have to choose. We think that we can either have the love of our life, the family of our life and be the mom, or we can be a working mom and then have to sacrifice the home life. And I love that you're speaking to, we get to have both
1: yeah it just goes back to that live vision boarding like i knew that i was going to retire from the chair at 20 20 years right so i already had that that was a number i was like i i don't got it and my body passed there mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i always wanted to be married and i always wanted to have children and there's this horrible thing that goes in our industry i know you probably heard it. it's like you know get married with some guy with good benefits <laughs> I know that's horrible, but that's a, that's something that people have advised, right? And so when my husband and I got together, he was adding to my life. He wasn't, it wasn't the benefits. I came into him well, you know, I bought the best version that I could. And so we added to each other's lives. But once we had kids, I was like, okay, I still love this industry, I still wanna be a part of this industry. I'm a newly married woman and your clients wanna grow with you too. They Mm -hmm. were really excited about me getting married. They were really excited about me having children because I said I never wanted to have children. So that was very interesting to watch, right? And they stuck beside me from two maternity leaves. I mean, my maternity leaves were extremely long and I had resources to support myself, right? While I was on maternity leave, so I didn't come back and was stressed out, but motherhood really shifted the game for me. And I felt like I can have it both. And I wanted to show people how they can do the same, right? Have that freedom as well. And so I feel for women, sometimes they don't, look at their natural gifts and talents Mm -hmm. as something that could be lucrative. And so that struggle and then not having the right community that can help you and show you and support you, that's all important, but you can have it all. Mm -hmm. I mean, if God gave it to you, you just have to find that new way and that new version of yourself Mm -hmm. and be okay with saying RIP to the old version.
0: That comes back to investing in yourself, investing in that vision and finding that person or that thing that has been there before you and is able to like ease you along so that you're like we were talking about earlier you're fueling your mind you're fueling your soul and you're getting fired up and you're staying lit up about where you're going and again that life visioning and putting yourself in that image and that picture and if you could try it on even better
1: try it on i like that
0: try it on even better and i love that you're speaking to like we do not have to compromise we get to we get to decide the life that we're gonna live and it's up to us to make the decision whether, yeah, if God puts it on your heart, whether you're gonna say, yes, I'm all in. <laughs> yes. I'm ready for this ride. It may not always be easy, but I'm gonna go for it. Yeah,
1: and you said it, it's not gonna always be easy. And I don't claim that it was easy. I mean, I have good days. I have some peaks mm-hmm. and I have some valleys. I have some grow moments and I have some glow moments. Mm-hmm. And the places where I have to grow, that takes a little bit more work. And mm-hmm. the places that I'm glowing in, obviously finding that good work-life balance Myself—that's always important, and I think everyone needs to be okay with looking at their lives from their lenses, mm-hmm. and not from whatever this quote-unquote society says your life should look like. Whether you're a hairstylist or you're in the entrepreneurship game, I think sometimes we're looking to the right and the left, and we're not looking at our own path mm-hmm. and the path that we once set. So, make your—I always say—make your blueprint. Right, your unique path of success. Make your blueprint.
0: In our hands, in your yes. hand. Yes. Yes, Oh, good. so I would love to speak a little bit about that work-life balance. That one is not an easy one.
1: No, it's not. I would just tell you that every day is different, right? Mm -hmm. Motherhood, sometimes our feelings don't feel the same. Mm -hmm. My husband and I, he's military, so he's very rigid. And as a hairstylist and creative, I was like, "Boy, you better get out of here with all that schedule." I was like, "This is not going to work for me." But it's so interesting that I started to adapt. Like there was things that he added to my life. Now I schedule my clients. I had a very good, healthy balance. But because I was so scheduled in my business, I wanted to be free with my motherhood, right? I was like, I'm gonna let my kids just, we can have a good time. We, you know, I put them to bed at a certain time. So they were very rigid in certain areas, but what he had me do was an exercise. like, okay, what does it look for our life? and we do it at every season. And we kind of write it out like, what do we want this season to look like? I just transitioned from California to Georgia and the kids now have grandparents that are really active to help us, right? Even while I'm sitting here talking to you, we have support, right? My Mm -hmm. daughter is not in school. So I kind of wrote out what the life would look like how many days am I going to invest in my business? And how many days am I going to be permanently active in parenthood, mm-hmm. right? And then how many days am I going to be active in my marriage? And, and that doesn't mean I get to take a break. I'm not saying that, <laughs> right? But it goes back, and this might not work for everybody, but it just, it becomes more realistic. I don't like to do lists. I can't stand them. Don't give me a lot to do, right? (laughs) But I know that if I work on just Monday or just Wednesday and just Thursday, then that's the day that I'm gonna be working. And I set hours in that, Particular different thing. And I don't try to do anything else outside of that. Mm-hmm. So just finding that you can plug into work and go dive into it. I can get a lot done in four hours and I could if I did a whole eight hour day and I'm just wasting my time. And so I just block out certain things that I'm ca- capable of doing. And then the rest, I feel like I have a freedom because I know that my mind is like 10 to two is Everything for work three days out of the week. Everything else, my laundry, my this, all of those different things that are real life things. I just particularly do it on those days. If it don't get, you know, if I don't get done, I'm very strategic about the things that I'm doing. And that is the lifestyle that I adapted from him. I can get up every day at 5 a.m. to make sure that I have time for myself. That's a that's a sacrifice. But as a mother, if I don't do that for myself and pour back into myself, then I'm always giving. I'm giving to my students that's in charge of Worth Academy. I'm giving to my children. I'm giving to my husband. I just realized that I had to find time to commit to myself. And the best time for me was at 5 a.m before everybody else get up and I hear the word mommy or I hear anything (laughs) else. So I would just say that work-life balance is really how you want it to look. A lot of times we don't sit there and actually plan it. And that's what I actually get to. Winning doesn't happen by accident. It happens by a choice. I had to actually sit down as much as I did not like it. I had to sit down and write it out. And it looks different every season. My son's going to be out of school very soon. And so once he's out of school, what does that look like? And so you have to have that meeting with yourself. And that's what me and my husband do. And so I've adapted his ways and it actually works. And I don't feel stressed and I don't feel overwhelmed. And I don't push myself outside of those areas. I just be
0: floating around
1: because I'm like, what can I do with my time?
0: I love it. I love it because... You're speaking to my heart when you say, same thing with me and my husband. He is the, let's have a schedule, let's make a plan. And I'm like, let's just be free. And so having that balance of both, giving yourself that, like you said, 10 to 2, this is what's happening. And I don't need a to-do list of a million things I need to do during that block of time. And planning is where the success happens. And then you can give yourself grace when all the other things are not happening because you did from 10 to two you did what you said you were going to do and then you're you're able to celebrate your wins instead of looking at all the things you didn't do
1: yes i always say a to-do list i know that a lot of people is like oh i gotta do this i gotta do that and it stays in their head Mm -hmm. i'm not putting more than five things and it's the top five things so as i told you guys i wake up at five o'clock in the morning i work out with a group of women in the fit and thick club so i do that i do have my devotional time and then i write down the five things that i have to do that are like Cause you're best in the morning mentally and everything else. If those are the things that I get through, then that's it. But if I know it's my work day, then I'm not mixing other things in my work day besides go pick up my kids, besides invest in my merit, like all of those different things. Or I can actually be on the phone with my girlfriends on these particular days cause I'm done with work or, you know, I can go for a lunch date with someone or I can go network with someone. Those are days that are really set. And so, it sound crazy in the beginning. Cause I'm like, listen, I was a colorist. I speak in colors, but all this structure is not for, me. <laughs> you know, that's why we're hairstylists. We like that freedom. That's why, you know, we want it to be flexible, but I realized it's, it's actually a recipe for disaster if you're trying to get somewhere. And this is why so many hairstylists kind of keep the hairstylist hat on because we move from that emotional part instead of from the structure part. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually, we don't get as far as we, We want to get because we haven't sat down and had that meeting with ourselves
0: yes so i love that plan Mm -hmm. and then give yourself that time for freedom too it sounds like you don't have to have it moment by moment it's just like Mm -hmm. the important things like you're saying that top five things that i need to do and i'm not going to mix in my work day doing the laundry cleaning and doing Mm -hmm. all the things i'm going to do what needs to get done And then I'm going to (laughs) celebrate. I'm going to say, yes, I did the best I could. Because so often it's so easy for us to just beat up on ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. Big time. And in my group coaching calls, we start with what are we celebrating? Right. Mm -hmm. And then we do your grow and glow moments. Where Mm -hmm. could you have grown? Where are you glowing at? Mm-hmm. Instead of like good and bad, because I know words are very powerful yes. and we abuse them, right? We can speak more death in our lives than we could, right? Mm-hmm. We are like the the queens of like, you know, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. You know, sometimes you say, how is someone doing? You really want to know and they just tell you everything that they <laughs> didn't do. It's like, girl, do you have, what did you talk about yourself? Like, could you give me one thing that you did? Great. I try to be that mirror for my students to start our calls like that so that they are not just so focused on the problem, but they're focused more on the solution. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes as women, we are always focused on the problem instead mm-hmm. of the solution. And I think that's a good way of um, training your brain to think more positive too. If you got a social circle that's like, girl, what'd you do today? It was great. I did this. I did that. It becomes the culture for you to talk more life into yourself than more death into yourself. So, yes. and that's how you stre- strengthen that muscle too while you're in the waiting season, mm-hmm. right? While you're like planted, that's, it's truly, truly important.
0: Words are so important. Like you were saying, you could either speak death into your life or you could speak complete life. And I love Mm -hmm. how you were saying to growth and glow to celebrate those. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be bad or good. It doesn't have to be awful days or Happy days. You could say, I love the grow and glow. Yeah. Where do you have room to grow? Because then you're searching for solutions and your mind will do the work. If you ask the right questions, you'll find the right answers. So I love that you're speaking to that. So much value. This conversation is so good. I just kept getting chills as you were speaking because it's the truth. And when you hear the truth, it, you can't help but like, oh my gosh, feels so good. So thank you so You're much, welcome. Angelica, it's for speaking a pleasure. truth to us today and sharing how you are doing motherhood, entrepreneurship, and being of service in this world. And I would love to know where our listeners can support you, where they can celebrate you and work with you and all that good stuff.
1: Awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure being Mm -hmm. here and and joining this fun podcast because (laughs) I felt like this conversation was truly, truly fun. And I hope that people that are listening find the true value in what we were just talking about, right? Just having a girl chat. But for those who want to celebrate with me, get to know me a little bit more, I'm kind (laughs) of (laughs) everywhere. But I do host a show, a live show called The Cherish Blueprint for those who are hairstylists that are looking. I partner with other experts that are doing their mark. In this world in our industry so you can find that on youtube or on roku tv under dream world media group you can then go to my website which is angelicaprather.com and prather is spelled with p-r-a-t-h-e-r and Everything on my website is there. You can then enroll in Charger Worth Academy as well. We are currently in open enrollment and I have tons of resources there that you can connect with me. I'm on Instagram, I'm on (laughs) YouTube, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty much everywhere, I'm just not on TikTok. So just (laughs) Angelica Prather, and you will be able to find me. And I look forward to connecting with you guys. Hit me up in the DMs, I actually respond. I will engage with you. If you have questions or anything, or you just wanted to say hi, come, come join me. I'm live every Wednesday and we're in the chat. So you got a question, you can get it an answered live. <laughs> I like yes. to have fun with my audience and build community. It's the only reason why I'm successful is because I have community and mm-hmm. this is a place where you can build community.
0: So good. So one last question for you before you leave us. I would love to know what's on your heart right now after having this conversation about that waiting period being planted, that giving yourself the plan to succeed, that visioning, putting yourself there, trying it on. Do you have anything else on your heart that you wanna share with the entrepreneur that is listening, the mother that is listening?
1: My final word would be to live out the legacy that you desire and actually create that blueprint. Your failures is actually your success strategy you just don't know it and sometimes you could be waiting and you can be feeling like you're failing but you're actually going to use that as your success so be gracious to yourself and I like to change how failure looks in the eyes of motherhood in the eyes of being a woman and in the eyes of being a CEO and a hairstylist ultimately your failures become your digital blueprint believe it or not. So be encouraged, be inspired, and I wish you guys all the best.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Make Life Fun podcast. I am so filled with joy to have you here. If this show resonates with you, I have a gift for you. If you're feeling stuck, this freebie may be just what you need. I believe that if you know your why, it helps you get unstuck quicker. So to connect with your heart and know your why and figure out what it is that is most important to you, get the freebie. It's in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notifications each week. To support the show, you're invited to leave a tip in the tip jar. Information for all this is in the show notes. Sending love and light to the spirit listening to this today. Be blessed.